It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. I'm DJ Erm, man. Yes, sir. DJ Erm, yes, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? Feeling good, man. Feeling yeah, blessed. Man. It was sure. a beautiful day today in Seattle. Yep. Right, today's Wednesday. Starting to look hump day. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you first time listeners, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating the culture. Um, we do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements. Um, you know, people who are out here just pushing, man. <laughs> on the Up and Up, you good? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Yeah, no, but you know, um, for yeah, like I said, for the first time listeners, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, and for the for the consistent listeners, the consistent supporters, the family, they they fam, right? Yes, sir. Um, we want to say thank you and you know shout out to y'all for the for the continuous support and encouragement and man, just the good energy, man. You know, I love getting uh, feedback on certain episodes. People would send us messages and DM us and let us know how certain episodes have affected them, um, enlightened them, educated them. So we're gonna keep it coming, right? Yes, sir. Um, for those of you who do want to continue supporting the podcast, you know what to do. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. You can find all the episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. We'll like it, and too. like it, too. Yeah. Just hit that like button yeah, because Erm's going to get mad at you nah, if you don't. not even, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, also, please, please, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore the up and up to stay tapped in. We got a lot of great things for 2019. Oh, it's coming. Right? It's coming. Yeah, it's coming, man. Soon. It's kind of like yeah. that Game of Thrones shit. Like, it's coming. I don't even speak on it, bro. I don't watch that show. You You're right. Damn, the whole Game of Thrones hype to come for me right now. Um, yeah, man. And like I said, you know, let's 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 get to it, man. Uh, we always bring a great guest up here, somebody who's gonna bring a compelling story, someone who's gonna um, provide inspiration, motivation, who's gonna give you insight to an industry into a field that we probably don't have insight to, mm-hmm. um, in terms of representation. You know, yeah. people who look like us who can talk from that experience. Um, and so today's guest, I would say, is a man who's, who's been on the forefront of the accurate representation movement. Yeah. In quotations. I, I, I just made that up just now. Right? Yeah. That's a movement. <laughs> yeah, <I can't. laughs> Go ahead, bro. Um, and, 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 you know, through doing that, he's helping shift the sports world, not only for himself, but for his people, right? Um, I would say he's a young man who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he would not be here with us tonight. Um, to give you a little insight on the brother, he's the CEO and founder of Bar Digital, a marketing firm focused on creating branding, endorsement, and marketing opportunities in, this, in the world of sports, business, tech, and culture. Man, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. It's a yeah. lot of, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that need to be mashed up and marriage. Real, yeah. real talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, and <clears throat> just to also give you a little bit of insight in terms of the effect that his work has been having on. Um, those that he's been able to work with, um, he's been able to be a part of the growth of many professional athletes um, on and off the fields and courts uh, by helping them navigate their careers and building leverage in areas outside of the sport, which is important, right? Um, I think the term more than an athlete always comes to mind when I think of people like him who does the work he does. Um, 
Again, man, he's just another young brother out here trying to get it, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get it for the people. So I'm going to just go ahead and let's let's just get straight to it. Our guest is none other than the bar setter himself. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I did there. Uh, Bobby Gay, a.k.a. BG. Let me get a round of applause for my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Appreciate y'all having me. Yes, sir, yeah, man. Thank you for coming you, to the man. show, man. You know? Yeah, appreciate man. It. Um, now, I don't know if you're familiar or not. We usually start to show off with the quote of the day. Okay. Right? Something to just set the tone. Um, you know, I'm not allowed to actually do the quotes here. Okay. You know, he made that rule. So, what you got for us, DJ Arm? You're hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, the quote for the day, or quote of the day, is, but when them gates close, keep an open mind. It ain't no force in this world like a focus drive. Mm. Okay. Oh, you you kind of like, like rapping that. Who, yeah. who was that? It was Nipsey. This is for the listeners who don't know, man. Make it, all right, yeah. Trying Way to, to spin it. Yeah. Trying <laughs> to play it. <laughs> Way to play it off, Yeah, man. so can you, can you run that back? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, the song was uh, Down is a Great. So, um, but when them gates close, keep an open mind. It ain't no force in this world like a focus drive. Mm. I like that. That's a tone setter. Right yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Dang. perfect, man. I Gotta think. Follow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think it's about. <laughs> I think it's yeah. uh it speaks volumes though. You know, we usually yeah. bring in the quotes because they're great quotes and he does a great job. That's why I don't pick the quotes. Right, right. right. Um, but it also ties into the, to our guest story, right? For sure. And so for everything you're doing with Bar Digital, um, I do want to give you a chance early on just to kind of for those listening who do not know or are not familiar, um, what is it that you guys are really trying to aim or aiming to accomplish with Bar Digital, um, and all the work you guys are doing and currently doing. Yeah, um, so I think it's kind of in our tagline. Um, mm-hmm. We're about uh, going after uh, partnership opportunities, marketing, branding opportunities that can help uh, share either the stories of our athletes mm. um, that we work with or be able to connect with things they're passionate about. Mm. Um, so if you think of, you know, let's take, for instance, Jordan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, she's one of the WNBA players we have on the team. Mm-hmm. Jordan Canada, Jordan Canada, Seattle Storm, yeah. PG, Seattle Storm. Yes, yeah. yes, legend. Yes, um, yes, there you go. But, uh, yeah, so, like, she loves singing, and she loves the community, and mm. she loves, uh, she's a sneakerhead. Mm. So if you think of, like, you know, those three little, you know, quick little bars that we would get, like, let's connect to the likelihood, right? Mm. You know, out in Capitol Hill, let's, you know, do something with her. Mm-hmm. We can interact with the community. She yeah. can do autograph signing. She can share maybe some of her favorite shoes that yeah. she has. Yeah. And then she can kind of tie all those passions together, mm. right? She's also enjoys singing. She enjoys music, right? Mm. So there's maybe a festival or a concert or something. Mm-hmm. She wants to play a part in that. Basically kind of like bridging her platform that she has on the, on the basketball side mm-hmm. and then be able to kind of marry that to whatever the passion is outside of the court. Mm. And hopefully it can be a, a relationship that could be, uh, you know, fruitful, um, mm-hmm. fulfilling, and, you know, uh, uh, for my end, monetizing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Damn, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, what was, like, your upbringing? Like, where did it all start? Where'd you, uh, where'd you grow up? Yeah, man. Yeah, where'd so you grow up? I was, uh, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. Mm. Uh, Detroit. Yeah, in Detroit. Mm. What up, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, spent, uh, spent a few years there, uh, just, just about four years. Um, but I hold it near to me yeah. because, you know, uh, I'll get into that with the upbringing story. Okay, so okay. moved to uh, uh, Kansas City in a suburb called Leewood, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and grew up, went to uh, elementary, middle, and high school out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then ended up going to the University of Kansas. But for me, uh, I think Detroit kind of, I think, speaks to uh, a little bit of, I think, who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of that hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
little bit of that drive that mm. I think I have that kind of was just a it was just a, a natural inheritance I guess Motor City. Um, yeah. And so my pops is from is from Detroit. Uh, he was born out there, and then my mom's from Chicago. Okay. And so my sisters were born in Chicago, and I was born in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And so I have a real close relationship with my cousin. Mm. And you know I always like yo I'm from the D like you like man chill out right. <laughs> um, but you know I kind of hold Detroit near to me just because um, I think it's shaped a lot of. I think who my father is, mm. and I think that I'm uh, I'm pretty close, and and not try to emulate him or try and be him, but yeah. a large part of who he is is kind of I think you know bled into me, mm. uh, and so I have a like kind of his you know um, you know his his gift to kind of you know interact and engage with folks and and kind of be personable and whatnot, mm. and then mm. you know my mom is kind of the same way, yeah. but I was able to kind of you know grab a few things from from each parent, yeah. and uh, that kind of bled me out to who I am. So no, Detroit's kind of kind of close hell to yeah. yeah shout them yeah. out the d yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. man um <clears throat> that's interesting though because i, I always want to ask you you spoke to your father and yeah. your mother kind of being somewhat of a driving force sure. to help you push um to become who you are now um but in that in the areas you grew up whether it was you know early on detroit or whether it was kansas um what are some things you saw or like examples that you had growing up outside of just your parents that maybe you know helped shape your outlook a little bit more man um so the village, like mm. I think that's kind of what you're speaking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have some amazing people around me, um, and and you know, fortunately enough, I've every person I've kind of interacted with and built a relationship with have have whether they know it or not instilled things in me. Mm. Uh, so I mean, all my dad's friends are my friends. I have some of their numbers. Mm. I'll, you know, if I'm in town, I hit him up to go golfing or something. He's mm. like, "How are you friends with my friends?" <laughs> right? Um, and you know, my mom's the same way. Yeah. Um, so I think for for me, I think everybody has kind of played a part in my in my growth and my development, mm-hmm. and um, you know for that I'm appreciative. Yeah. Because um, I know that you know the village is important. Yeah. Uh, the people that you know surround you, the experiences and stuff that you yeah. have, uh, they help shape you. They help make you who you are. They give you outlooks. They yeah. give you things that you know uh, I think can motivate you. Yeah. And I think the people that I've had around me have never ever shared that you can't do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for me, no matter how crazy my dream was, like, no, nah, I'm gonna figure this out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And you know, to this day, like I'm the same way. Like, uh, you know, I'm gonna figure it out. And um, you know, for me, I think that's the people I've had around me. I spoke, you know, my cousin, yeah. uh, D-Dan, he's uh, my dad's brother's daughter's husband. So he was like, I have to follow yeah. that real <laughs> <Yeah>. quick. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, my yeah. dad's brother, yeah. right, his yeah. daughter. Okay. Husband. Husband. Okay, gotcha. uh, gotcha. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the baby of the of the, of the whole family. Okay. I'm, the, I'm the youngest out of the that group. Okay. So um, when I was growing up, like four, five, six, seven years old, he was in the house. Like he, he was our boyfriend at the time. Okay. And so he was always around. So he was like big bro in a mm. sense. And so like we've always developed that close relationship. But yeah. man, like no matter what way I was turning, whatever I was turning down the left path, I was going mm. down the right path. Yeah. He's like, yo, Bobby gonna be all right. Yeah. And like, it was like that relationship, but everybody else said the same thing. Mm. And so for me, uh, I think that's really been important to where I am now. Yeah. Is being able to have those people that support you, mm-hmm. that, you know, can teach you and, and reach you in a way that, that you can digest and that you can understand. Because yeah. I think sometimes people, they want to engage, they want to help, but sometimes they're not doing it in the right fashion. So like, it's falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. I heard everything that everybody's always saying. It just took me a little bit longer to register. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Part, part of it. Part of it is you know they, they're letting they're letting you figure it out for sure. And I think a lot of parents don't do that right for sure until like <laughs> you don't live in the house anymore. And they're like, all right, figure it out. Like, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. 
I was trying to figure it out when I was like 12. What's Man, up? You and, know? And for me, like, that's what my, like, I feel like that's probably been the biggest thing that helped me. Yeah. Um, again, being the youngest in the family, like, they, they, they let the leash go on me. Mm. Like, I had three sisters, mm. and I got to do everything that, like, my sisters couldn't do. Like, yeah. I had a curfew, but it was like, uh, I got to miss it here. Yeah. There. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as a kid, I'd be riding my bike everywhere. The street lights would be on. I still want to yeah. be home. I was supposed to be in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I make it in. Where were you? I was playing here. I yeah. was doing this. But, like, that getting loose and just going out there and just doing things like that catered my networking ability yeah. you know what i mean like i just i can talk to anybody right you yeah, gotta you gotta reflect though that's yeah. the thing i think a lot of people don't ref- they don't think those moments as being children are important uh, no, and it's it. crazy because you just like oh, i was just a kid it's like nah yeah. really pay attention to what you was going through and what you was doing and how you how you were behaving for and sure. whatnot it, it speaks a lot to what you're doing now for sure mm-hmm. I, I think so yeah no nah, nah, i yeah. totally agree for real so what were like some of your early interests like when you were a kid um, definitely sports. Yeah. Uh, I grew up playing them all. Soccer, <coughs> soccer, basketball, baseball, football, mm-hmm. ran track. Um, I did, did all the sports. Um, being that I was the youngest, I was also like really, really in touch with music. Like my parents used to play music in the house growing oh, yeah. up. Uh, you know, Saturday mornings they were cooking and doing things of that nature. You know, you would hear sounds, you mm-hmm. know, coming through the speakers, you know, mm-hmm. you're waking up. Um, you know, that was, that was a part of, uh, kind of my early interest, uh, poetry. Um, that was kind of a, a, a way for me to kind of release some things that I had. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, I'll say those three things are probably in the, the, the three things I kind of picked up on most mm-hmm. yeah. that uh, I kind of still live in right now is probably poetry, um, music, sports, yeah. um, also, also business. Like I looked up to my dad a lot. He was, um. He worked for Chrysler for, you know, just about 30 years yeah. and kind of transitioned to a few other different, uh, you know, ventures, if you will, um, uh, kind of in the same space. And then my mom was an educator. Yeah. So you kind of had those kind of, oh, you know, yeah. breakdowns as well. So, yeah. you know, working with kids, I'm passionate. I, I, I like kids, like I big uncle, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then like the business acumen and stuff that I picked up. So I think those would be some some of the things I think have kind of blood into me uh, yeah. from from those p- passion and interests. And I'm, I'm curious so. because I think I'm pretty sure everybody in this room growing up, sports was like that's the plan. Right. I, at least for me, I was like, man, right. shit, league me, league me, league <laughs> me. There you go, right? Um, everybody has those goals and dreams because that's all we kind of were, you know, being seen or we were seeing, you know, growing up. Um, that's success, right? Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. you were entertaining or whether you were, you know, playing sports. And so I think um, what's interesting is you kind of are occupying a space in sports mm-hmm. that should get more light shed on it, mm-hmm. right, for kids to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk about that moment when you realize, okay, I don't want to play anymore. Maybe you do want to play. Maybe you still yeah. can't play. I don't know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but when, 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 when were you like, all right, let me make that a less of a priority and let me make – business more of a priority when it comes to sports yeah when so, did that happen um so i mean i played uh played in high school okay. uh played competitively mm. um and it was when i was going through that recruiting track uh that i think that the alarm kind of went off in my head to like dog like you're not gonna make it to mm. the nba uh wasn't really like recruited heavily mm. um more like your your naia division two type schools okay and so, um, you know, we went on visits and, and, and did the whole nine. And um, I was like, nobody's going to the NBA out of here, right? <laughs> but even prior to that, like, I had that realization. Yeah. But, like, you still have your hoop dreams, like, being able to do basketball yeah. in some professional fashion. Yeah. Um, but 
luckily, I think I was always kind of given that idea of what a backup plan would look like. Mm. And so I told my parents, actually, it's crazy. I was, um, I was like 13, 14 years old. And I told my parents, like, if I don't make it to the league, I'm going to be an agent. Mm. And like I said that like as a kid. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. And so you kind of fast forward through some other things going on. There's like a 60 minute special with Drew Rosenhaus, who's an NFL agent. He has a player like in every single le- uh, every single team. Mm. Uh, like I told my mom, like, yo, that's gonna be me, right? So I'm, I'm writing an email. I send him email after email after email. He never replied. Like, mm. he has yet to. But reply. but it's good. To, it's good for people to hear right. that you sent those emails. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I would send emails. I was looking at internship type things, like yeah. what I what I would be doing when I get to school. And so. Once I got to KU, kind of took on my classes and stuff and, you know, was around the basketball program, did some practice player stuff for the men and women's teams. Mm-hmm. And and through that, uh, uh, internship opportunity kind of, like, first presented itself. Okay. And it was doing marketing uh, and fan experience with our athletic department. Nice. And so at that point, I started to kind of, like, craft, like, of what type of experiences I would want to, you know, be able to gather. So mm-hmm. I'll kind of just walk you through, like, what each of those internships were. And so... The first one was uh, fan experience with, with the athletic program mm-hmm. where I basically would find uh, if you go to a game, uh, volleyball, basketball, what have you, what type of experiences are the fans engaging in mm-hmm. that can help them appreciate their stadium experience, that mm-hmm. help, help them, yeah. you know, continuously come back, right? And so, you know, did that. And then um, wanted to kind of, you know, move in a different route, and I saw an opening with the Kansas City Royals that uh, one of the folks in the athletic department kind of, you know, nudged my way. Yeah. And so ended up doing the same thing with the Kansas City Royals. But now I got to be a little bit more creative, which is kind of where, you know, my interest is as well. So okay. finding ways to make Sprint Nextel an activation in a, in a, in a, uh, in a baseball game mm. or golf academy. So it would be an idea of taking a pitching wedge from home plate and pitching out 100 yards into the outfield. Okay. The closest ball that gets there gets the gift card, right? Question, mm. were you interested in these other sports like baseball? I was interested in them, but, but like basketball was my sport. Okay. Like that was a sport that I like. But did it didn't I – would, I wouldn't assume it affected – kind of the focus and the nah, drive, right? because it's overall, like, my pops used to always tell me, like, whether you're sell- selling nuts and bolts or you're selling beer or you're selling tickets, like, sales is sales, mm. right? And so that type of logic I approach to no matter if I'm doing fan experience here, yeah. whether it be baseball, basketball, football, yeah. the logic is the same. That's good. And so after that uh, baseball opportunity with the Royals, I ended up going out to um, – uh, a marketing partnership internship with the Pistons. Okay. And so this didn't all happen like right out the bat. Like they yeah. were like peers yeah. of months, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, He's speeding so, it up for y'all. Probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so went it out to the Pistons, and, and that was like my first time touching the NBA on the business side, mm. right? And so it was there that I kind of like really started to kind of like scratch that itch of like, mm-hmm. I right, like I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm in the league. All right, yeah. I'm in the league. <laughs> league me, right? And so, uh, you know, got to play on the court, you know, got yeah. to do all that stuff, like with colleagues and whatnot. And uh, it was in that experience I met I met a few folks uh, when I was there. Um, um, a guy named Ray Vernon. He was um, over partnerships, corporate partnerships. Um, uh, Jim Ross. He was uh, he was a, a uh, S team exec there. Uh, I don't remember what his vertical was. Um, and then Dennis Mannion. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Mannion gave a talk to like all the intern group. When he was talking, he like told this story about how he had this passion for sports, and like his dad said he had to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and so like basically kind of emulated this idea of like what I thought I was gonna be, 
And so as soon as that meeting gets over, we go to lunch. Everyone's kind of chitting, chatting. And he says, if you guys ever have questions, reach out. Don't say that to me and not mean it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's some real shit. And nah, so when he said that, um, I went back to my desk, ate lunch one night, and I sent him an email like, yo, like, your, your, your talk moved me. Right? Like, you know, can I get some time on your calendar? And so we ended up sitting down. I told him, like, no different than now, like, what my passions were, what I was interested in. And he says, man, like, I'll tell you right now, you got to gift the gab. Like, you mm. need to get in sales, yeah. right? Like, take your marketing creativity, like, understand how to sell it, and you'll have yourself a job. Mm. And so I ended up looking for sales-type opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so ended up uh, going out to Sporting Kansas City, uh, which is a professional soccer team yeah. out in, in okay. Kansas. Okay. And and did a corporate partnerships internship there. Okay. And there I got to learn the sales process, like what it looked like, how you recruit, how you basically understand what a business is trying to do, what mm-hmm. their missions are, how can you reach them, you know, mm-hmm. what have you. And and worked with um, uh, John Moses and uh, Jamie Gwynn, who are still – John, I think, is still at Sporting Kansas City, and then Jamie Gwynn is uh, with LAFC, I think, now. Okay. Um, or he might be over um, – LAFC or the the group that owns them, I can't think of their name right now. It's a whole con- it's a whole group that buys up stadiums. Um, can't think of them. Okay. But uh, he's out there now, and I learned a lot from them, uh, basically from a from an understanding and sales process um, okay. type deal. And after that, I was like, yo, like I got to get to New York, right? Like New York is 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 the mecca. Like if I can get to New York at the NBA internship mm-hmm. and get into their rotation program, like I'd fulfill my dream of like working for the NBA and like life would go on. Right. So, so it sounds like you're setting because uh, goals. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like you continuously are setting new goals. Right. 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 Every time you reach one, you're like, all right, let's not get too comfortable here. My issue is I'm never satisfied. It's, also, it's a gift and a curse, though. Mm-hmm. Like I never can appreciate the moment. And mm. like my parents, my sisters, my family always tell me, like, you know, like you're you're where you're supposed to be. Pat yourself on the back. Right. Yeah. And it's like sometimes it's like I feel like I just got I got to like not prove more, but like I got I got to keep going. I mean, we, we can all always do more. Right. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And so. I told myself, uh, I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason, too. Uh, so I told myself I had to get to New York. So I was interviewing for the NBA opportunity, networking, linkedin Hey, do you know anybody who works at the NBA office? You know, mm-hmm. doing all that. And, you know, connected with some folks internally. They gave me some, you know, some jewels to kind of use in the interview process. And I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Mm. Uh, if I don't get to New York, like, what am I going to do, mm. right? And so I'm looking at other opportunities. And I ended up getting on at Madison Square Garden. Okay. And, like, that, I think, was, like, supposed to happen. Like, if I look back on it, I was like, yo, if, if I don't go that route, like, bar probably wouldn't be a thing, mm. right? And so I go out to Madison Square Garden. I'm in a partnership space and, you know, working on some cool uh, some cool partners. So I, you had SAP. You had, uh, you know, Lexus, Coke, you know, what have you. And there's three properties I can sell on. The Rangers, uh, the Liberty, the Knicks, mm. um, those three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm working on those, doing my thing. And one day I'm shooting off to lunch and I actually kind of like really remember this moment. But I was shooting off to lunch and I was supposed to go with some of the intern group, but I wasn't finished with what I was working on. So I told them, like, you know, go ahead. We can eat like another day. Yeah. Had I ate with them, again, this would have never happened. Right. <laughs> and so I ended up running down, grabbing a salad, coming back up. And when I'm in that elevator, I bump into Isaiah Thomas, mm. the Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. like yeah. Piston, mm-hmm. Zeke, mm-hmm. Yeah. right? Yeah, Zeke. And so, you know, having been at the Pistons, there's some connections that I had that I had there. So mm. um, uh, Rick Mahorn, yeah. uh, who used to play with the Pistons yeah. as well, 
Uh, when I was playing summer ball out in Detroit, I worked out at Sun a few times. Okay. And so we kind of established a little bit of a, you know, somewhat associate type relationship. Yeah. And so I'm telling them, everybody like, hey, like, you know, I know Rick Mahorn. Like, he used to work out as a kid at the Pistons. I interned there. My mom's from Southside. She knows a couple of folks that you know. Mm. And so I'm just trying to, like, throw, you know, needles, like, yeah, let's mm. connect. The right? gift of gab yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you it's know. Long elevator ride. <laughs> well, after this, we were off the elevator. <laughs> okay, okay, right? okay. okay. Um, so we got off the elevator. He connected me and said that he, I should reach out to his, his left hand, which was um, this guy named uh, Richard Gray. Um, and Richard uh, was the assistant to, at the time, Isaiah Thomas was the president of, of the Liberty, hmm. and he was his assistant. And so uh, he connected with him, and Rich and I kind of had, like, some similar visions as far as what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up connecting, kind of talking about things, and he was like, yo, B, like, you got to go get this, man. Like, figure it out. Connect with people. You got resources. You got this. Like, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so... Fast forward to, like, graduating, getting my first job at Miller Coors and kind of going through that process. I, like, keep in contact with Rick. And so we're still talking and, you know, still kind of giving on this thing. And then he's like, man, like, look, quit playing. Like, go go get it, right? And so ended up connecting with a mentor out in L.A. Uh, she told me, like, hey, like, make this a thing. Mm-hmm. Called up my first client, Willie Reed. Uh, we played ball together growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played for the Miami Heat at the time. Okay. And that's when, like, bars started like mm. that's when I, I set up my gmail i said i don't need a website what year, what year was this this was uh this was 20 uh 2016 fall and, of 2016 and how long would you say that entire i guess journey up journey until, to uh, start uh, bar to, to yeah to start bar i guess to From intern from intern to first client mm-hmm. which is you said willie reed right yeah so let, let's take from like i used to talk about wanting to be an agent like in school and stuff mm-hmm. so from let's say sophomore junior year mm-hmm to when the internship started, to uh, first client was uh, just about three, four years, mm. right? And so, um, you know, following other folks that are doing it, you yeah. know, understanding, like, you know, how to go out there and do it, you know, studying the game and stuff. Uh, but, you know, that's when I kind of got my first client, and I, like, didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I want to know because, <laughs> like, like yeah, what was – yourself in the fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. but as they tell you, like, there's no better way to figure out how to do yeah. things. Just, just, to do just doing. It. I mean, that, essentially, that's kind of what you've already been doing your whole life, right. anyway, right? right? You've been kind of given that freedom to just figure right. it out. And you ask questions. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, and I would, I would lean on Rich. Or I would lean on, you know, other folks I was, you know, in, uh, in contact with, and you know, I started using my network. So the first thing I got Willie was a, um, uh, was a was a magazine shoot with. Um, uh, set magazine. Okay. Uh, so Samari Rowe, who used to play in the uh, NFL, he was a uh, safety cornerback. Okay. His wife is is the owner of this magazine. Okay. And mm. so she wanted to do a shoot on him in Miami, and so like that was like the first thing I got him. So mm. he got to kind of like tell his story, and yeah. Willie had a a journey, yo. Like yeah. his journey was, I mean, years in the D League, yeah. grinding out to try and get a contract. Finally got a chance. Like, okay. Here he is, right? Yeah. And so he was happy to kind of share his story, <laughs> and then from there it was like, okay. So we got the exposure. Okay, he likes kids. He likes to get in the community. Okay, let me research stuff in the community. So mm-hmm. then we get connected to the Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. and, you know, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And, you know, we start connecting with yeah. them. And so, you know, different things just kept happening. But I was leaning on my network, you know, to, to, to figure it's out important. how to do this. Right? It's important. I, I, I like that you brought that up because usually what we like to do on this show is um, allow the listeners and viewers to, you know, be able to pick up these gems. Um 
And so did you consciously know you were building a network that you were going to utilize down the line? Or were, was it just naturally I just started getting people to gravitate around me? No, nah, I, I think it was it was, a, it was a mixture of both. Okay. Um, but, again, like that village that we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my uh, one of my dad's good friends um, is like a master networker. Uh, his name is Les Coney, and he like has a gift, man, of just connecting with people. And I used to always be around him. Like he would bring me to games when I was growing up and stuff. And so like I kind of like rubbed off all his qualities mm. and like then do it. So it's like I I have folks that like I'll reach out to and connect with just to check how they're doing like on some type of cadence, mm-hmm. right? There's obviously people that you talk to regularly. There's people that you may talk to quarterly, what have you. But always just dropping in, sending a note. Checking hey, in. this email I, th- I yeah. thought about you. Hey, your company just did this. Like, this is cool. It's important. And so, like, that was, like, like, I think, like, what I was doing in addition to just connecting with people. Like, hey, like, let's just change contact, man. Let's keep in touch. Mm-hmm. And you're not, not saying, like, you know, you're going to use this person. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. you're doing something that I think I want to do, right? Yeah. Let me keep in touch with you. Like, yeah. if you're working for the Knicks, like, I don't know, I might need a Knicks ticket one day, you know what I mean? So it's like, or you might be coming to Kansas City and, like, want to know where to go eat, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like, how will you connect? And you might be able to plug someone else, too, to that that resource. Exactly, and so, so like, hey, like, somebody wants to intern here, can I connect you guys? Like, I've done that numerous times. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that's kind of how I slowly kind of built that group, and then finally, like, those contacts, I said, hey, hey, I know somebody over ESPN, hey, I know somebody here. And then, like, all those things kind of fit into that larger puzzle, mm-hmm. puzzle things that you want to have happen. Mm. And so uh, I think that's kind of, like, to answer the question, like yeah, that's yeah. kind of the important piece is yeah. not necessarily saying, hey, I can lean on this person, but basically finding a way to not either either be a value or, or learn from that person yeah. and, and make it very candid and intentional up front. Be present, man. Right. Be, be present, be in real time. Um, <coughs> now, obviously, <coughs> uh, Willie Reed wasn't your last client, right? Right. Um, but he was your first. And so I'm always curious about like, how do you build that trust with clients? Right? Like, let's say you, let's say this is my client right here. We're good. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, I meet this guy like a week later and I got to do it all over again. Um, like what's that conversation? Yeah. Like? What's that yeah. conversation? Like, cause there's people probably listening and watching who, <coughs> whether it's networking or whether they want to become a sports agent sure. need to know, um, I guess, how do you, how do you approach that? Um, secret i mean (laughs) (laughs) no no real rap real (laughs) rap uh i think it's you know obviously like you don't know who you know right and so like for me it was reaching back to folks that i knew that were in the league and that knew who i was growing up Mm -hmm. right so i was you know the kid out south i was in the suburbs people knew i wasn't going Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. whether i knew or not they knew i was not the guy right and so like you know people always knew that i kind of had my head on Mm -hmm. and so i think for me that kind of helped you know, my initial reach out, but I reached out to folks that they went to KU, you know, there's guys that I know that, you know, played basketball, football there. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's going back into my network and saying, Hey man, like this is what I'm doing now. Right. Here's, you know, some of my experiences, here's mm-hmm. what I'm good at. And, you know, I'd be interested in, in doing some type of work with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, I worked for Willie for free. Mm. Right. And like I was paying for myself to go down to Miami and, mm-hmm. and like, you know, do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I, um, you know, started to produce value. And he was like, I want you to stay around, right? And so then it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to keep paying for my own flights. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Start demanding the price, yeah. It was like, hey, the price just went up, right? <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, finally now, like, you yeah. know, I reached out to my contacts again. They were helping me out with some legal stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, got a contract, you know, written up. It's kind of like a, a standard for, for yeah. most, you know, most deals. 
and and now I present that at, at each case. And so for me now, it, you know, each contract is different. But you know, you have it in there. You know, ways that you're 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 receiving benefit yeah. here. You yeah. Know? And uh, I mean, that's kind of how it first started. And then as far as expanding out and growing, um, you know, reaching out to that network, being being bold like the worst that can happen is like nah dog i'm cool or they yeah. ignore your dm yeah. or they'd be like nah man like you gotta my, shoot your shot my agent handle that yeah All right, well, cool well if you're yeah. when your agent don't handle it like i'll give you my contact info i just followed you on the gram like follow me back yeah right mm, yeah and so like that's kind of like how i how i do things mm. and i mean it, it's worked thus far yeah i mean but, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah yeah i mean probably word of mouth too you know yeah once you like start getting more clients right like, oh yeah you know this, he did this for me and did that and blah, yeah. blah, blah, and then it kind of just grows because I noticed, like, some, like, athletes have, like, the same agent. And I yeah. just see the same agent's names and stuff, and I'm like, damn, it's probably because they did that and they just kept growing and for then sure. kind of yeah. built up, you know? Yeah. So um, what are, like, what are some of the questions they ask you, like, as far as, like... A lot of them ask, like, what can you do? Yeah. Right? And, like, you know... You know what how much money can you get me and yeah. i think that like for me this is like changing the idea of how an athlete personally i feel should think not saying this is right or wrong mm-hmm. but how an athlete i think personally think is like what more do you want to be yeah. right and so it's like you know you're getting these contracts if you're in the nba and the nfl side and they're millions of dollars mm-hmm. right and you know if you're smart you have a financial advisor you have you know money that's being you know slowly um you know, saved and invested yep. over, you know, X percent returns. Yeah. And so now that you're doing that, what other fulfillment do you have? Because, like, beating yourself up on the football field or constantly shooting a ball every single day is not yeah. all you're trying to do. Exactly. So, like, what else do you like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Let me find ways to help you connect to those passions. Mm-hmm. And where you connect with passion and there's true organic connection, mm-hmm. there's money that comes, right? Yeah. It may not come year one. Yeah. It may not even come in year two. Mm-hmm. But people see, hey, you know, Willie is connected to the Boys and Girls Club, and he likes doing this for kids, or he likes, you know, doing media stuff, or mm-hmm. he likes doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe now, like, three, four years down the road, maybe if he's not playing no more, now he's working for TNT, and he's doing, like, yeah. sideline reporting, yeah. right? Yeah. Or if it's, you know, Jordan, and let's say she, you know, she really loves sneakers, maybe she decides she wants to open up a sneaker store. Yeah. Like she wants to co-brand it with somebody yeah. else. And, like, she's a part owner. She, she gets some of the profits. Yeah. Know? Like, you don't know where things go, but, like, putting yourself into those spaces to to have opportunities to build those relationships. Yeah. You never know what those relationships are. And, and, and it's, like I yeah. said, it's important to have people like you um, right. behind that. I always, I always um, liken it to, like, uh, musicians and artists, right? You got managers, and then you got the creatives, right? Right. And some artists just don't have the capacity or the bandwidth to do both. That's that's why I really respect the Nipsey Hustle because he did both really yeah. well. He was the ultimate creative and he was the ultimate businessman. Right. And that's why that's what made him one of one, right? Right. Um so for you, um, have you ever had instances where maybe an athlete was like, nah dog, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. And 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 you know this is the move for them. How do you deal with that? I mean <clears throat> you can't make somebody do yeah. something. Right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so um, <clears throat> for me, you kind of just take that no and just ask to stay in contact. Mm. And then, you know, when you find something for him, hey, man, like, I saw this. If you're interested, mm. like, I can set it up for you. Like, don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes for me, like, I'm more about getting the experience and creating a relationship. Mm. And, like, if you're real, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, you did this for me. Like, here, man, here's, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, for me, that's not saying that's how I hope it should be. But yeah. it's like, if I do a solid for you, hopefully, like, you remember it. No yeah. matter what capacity, I want you to think about it. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a contract, official capacity, mm-hmm. or you're going to throw me some change, yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. 
like I did something that was valuable to you. You got something from it, and hopefully yeah. you remember that the next time you want that same feeling. Yeah. And then from there, maybe a relationship ensues, and if not, I mean, I did what I wanted yeah. to do ultimately, which was present this opportunity to you. Yeah. So it's kind of like, and you just make yourself yourself available to right. them when they need you, pretty much, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 So, um. I know you said you was working on, di- uh, well, like marketing stuff with like mm-hmm. different companies. So mm-hmm. what's like that whole process like? Um, <clears throat> like start like how do you how do you start off reaching out to them and how does the relationship? Yeah, form? pretty much. Um, so obviously connecting with the client, understanding mm-hmm. things that they enjoy, um, or, or products that they enjoy, what mm-hmm. have you, and then reaching out to those brands, letting them know that you have this person that represents this league, that's a part of this team, that would love to have conversations with you, exploring any type of relationship that potentially could inform, and hopping on a call to do so. And then, you know, for me and and my team, I have a group of folks that work with me. Uh, What we like to do is be real strategic and creative with our approach Mm -hmm. because we know that that is what is going to get people's attention. And so finding ways that we can resonate and, and connect with the, with the eyeballs they're going to be looking, which is what they're interested in. You yeah. know, they're looking at how many eyes are you going to be touching? Mm-hmm. What is your engagement? How many impressions are you having? Like those type of conversations. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, you know, something a little bit less, you know, social mm-hmm. and more like in present, like how do you carry yourself? Is this person professional? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They kind of fit in line with our brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, fortunately I've had some folks that kind of mix both uh, that can, you know, make it so that we can have at least decent conversations to keep mm-hmm. the door open. Yeah. Or, you know, like some things that we're working on right now. Um, I want to say, but I don't know if I can <laughs> say, but it's like, you know, we got some cool stuff that's going to be coming out here uh, with some of our with some of our athletes. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for the rest of the year as yeah. far as from our branding and getting them connected to some cool stuff. Yeah, here, and, and, so. and for some of the listeners and viewers who probably don't know, I mean, you mentioned Jordan, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but who, who are some others that you are working with currently um, that – you know, um, you'd like to share? Yeah, so uh, I do uh, work with Jordan, uh, Willie, uh, Brad McDougal of the Seahawks. Okay. Um, Do some help out with uh, Quentin Jefferson, who's also on the Seahawks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just kind of finding ways to just produce value for them. Yeah. um, Whether it be in an official or unofficial capacity. Yeah, and I think think that's become the norm now, too. Like, I always big up LeBron James because I feel like when he made that move to Miami – from and Cleveland. also Anthony Averett uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, like with LeBron, you know, <coughs> I don't think he understood how big of a move that was. Like, you know, back then I just looked at it as like, okay, he's just trying to win. And But what he ended up doing was change the whole landscape of the, sure. of the league and I think the sports world, period. For sure. Because now it started making players look at their value more. Yeah. Um, and I think I think um, it's important, man. It's important for people to leverage the, what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad you're doing the work you're doing. Um, now you also recently, you guys took a trip to Poland. You and Jordan, right? Uh, well, Jordan was already out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we ended up. Um, uh, what was that about? What was that? It was cool. So she was playing. She so obviously the WNBA has a um, has an issue. Uh, right now, yeah. with, speak uh, on it <laughs> with uh, how they compensate their players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not necessarily thinking that I know the fix, but uh, I know that something does need to change. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be getting a better share of what profits from the league have, mm. um, whether it's more exposure to make sure that they get more opportunities from advertisers, which bottom line trickles into that what the NBA is profiting, mm-hmm. which is what they can you know yeah. give out. Uh, but unfortunately, NBA players have to basically play all year long. WNBA players have to play all year long. 
And so their season goes from May till, you know, September, like the champion yeah. Seattle Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, she was on a plane later that month. So the championship game, I think, was like on the 12th or 15th of September mm. uh, out in D.C. We were out there. Yeah. And then she was on the plane on like the 20th or 23rd or something of that month. And flying out to Poland. Mm. So you got to disconnect from family, friends, what have you, being wow. across the world in an unfamiliar environment. Yeah. Just to be able to make another 100K, so you have like a, 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 yeah. a set of money in your pocket to yeah. make you feel like, you know, you have some, some keep. Because, mm-hmm. they, you know, contracts are, are relatively small in the mm-hmm. WNBA. Mm-hmm. You know, forty, fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm. is what your most of your your athletes are getting. And then your, your Sue Birds and, you know, Tarasi's yeah. obviously are getting more. Yeah. But bases, you know median income and i think i think yeah. it's crazy because you know when you see the diana tarasi's or you know the candace parkers or whoever yeah. getting blasted you it makes it seem like it's just like the nba like you know you got superstars so yeah. you would assume on the surface that they're making money yeah because they're famous but fame ain't fame, fame ain't shit money. like right. I, yeah it's not money it doesn't yeah. you know equal dollars right um and so i'm glad you're speaking on that uh i guess I was going to ask, like, what are some harsh realities that you re- you witnessed? But I guess that's one of them. Yeah, that's yeah. one of them. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, use this as a as an opportunity to yeah, bash yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, it's 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 definitely doing a lot of great things. Yeah, uh, for sure. There's a lot of positive momentum. I think that they're having the support from the NBA, the yeah. support from the NBA players. Yeah. Um, there was just an announcement uh, about a week or so ago that CBS was going to be picking up, uh, I think, 16 games. Nice. Uh, they're going to be helping, you know, broadcast opportunities, which is going to give more light to the WNBA players and their ability. Yeah. Um, but back to your root question yeah, of yeah. Poland. Yeah. Um, so uh, she was playing in Poland um, uh, for uh, the Whiskler group out there. And so we had a, a concept to basically share some of these insights, right? Like, what is it that the WNBA is going through? Why is Jordan having to play in Poland? Mm-hmm. And so we pitched this creative concept to Uninterrupted, and, and they bought into the project. Mm. And so um, <coughs> we flew – um, me and a and a and one of our videographers that works with us mm-hmm. uh, flew out to Poland and, and basically captured this this content. Mm-hmm. And so we basically trying to tell that story of what the experience is like overseas, mm-hmm. how she's had to adjust, what mm-hmm. troubles and pitfalls, tri- mm-hmm. tribulations did she go through, and then, you know what was that learning experience. Yeah. And so it's a it's a it's a continuously rolled out project now. Nice. Uh, that's kind of coming out in, in in four parts and then a full video. So most of the social clips that you would see on any drug yeah. right now are kind of like those initial dives. Okay. And then it will round out with the, the complete story and then her coming like back home. Mm. So um you know, look out for that. I'm, yeah, I'm no, I, I, yeah, I was, I, that's why yeah. I peeped it. I peeped yeah. it on the gram and yeah. looked up. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important, man, to share those stories, man. I mean, that's what we do here. We want to make sure that those who are, you know, occupying a space that look like us, you know, that represent the underrepresented, um, they're able to tell their stories. And I think what you're doing with Jordan is, again, making him, making her more than an athlete. For sure. Right? And, and shedding light on that. So that's dope. For sure. That's for dope. Sure. I like that. I so like that. what did it take to, like uh, – like run like operate bar you know like as a as a like a as an agency is Man. it just like any other you know? business or uh i mean conceptually yeah, yeah. i would say so uh, right. so um bar wouldn't be bar without like the folks that i work with yeah, yeah um, facts facts so, talk about teamwork makes um, a dream work yeah. right so i have um a head of strategy uh brylan donaldson he um he basically if you have an idea he maps it start to finish and then finds, like, the value pieces of yeah. where it fits into the brand, how it fits yeah. into what our mission is and That's what our important. goal is. Mm-hmm. And so he basically, like, PMs everything, okay. right? Um, and, you know, super bright dude, you know, has ideas that come left and right, but, like, incredible to have him. Um, 
we got a heavy content Malik who uh, is doing amazing things um, both with Bard and externally as well. Mm-hmm. But he basically tells the story and what it would be, what's the creative concept, how do you want to approach this content, mm-hmm. what should the shooter be focusing on, mm-hmm. what should you know our athlete be focusing on, what do is it, what is it we're trying to you know portray from the brand. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have a digital strategist, Min, uh, Min Vo. Uh, he basically captures a lot of the, the digital content that we have, mm-hmm. matches it up, creates it. So most of the edits and stuff that yeah, you see yeah. uh, that come from Bar's page that we have that's not tagged to a shooter is his work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming up with creative concepts to be able to post and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jasmine, um, Jasmine Horn, who's over at marketing and com- community stuff, so she helps finding opportunities for folks to get engaged in the community, mm-hmm. um, whether that be to you know local charities yeah. or... Uh, we have a gala coming up, I think, next week with uh, the Humane Society. Uh, both Brad and uh, Jordan are, are huge uh, fans and, and lovers of, of animals. Okay. And so uh, they'll be doing a supportive gala there. Dope. Um, Dope. And so finding different ways to basically connect those folks and, yeah. and, and kind of have those initial calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, myself, obviously, I oversee all of that. Um, and then I'm also like the person that's kind of going after the partnership opportunities and mm-hmm. kind of finding ways to kind of make all this fit. Yeah. And then uh, we roll it downstream through our funnel, and then uh, uh, we, we make the magic we happen. Make it, make it happen. Yeah. Make the sauce. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. yeah. Now, see, but I, I, yeah, there you go. Whip it up. Whip it up. Um, now, that's dope, though, man. I think it's important to have a team, yeah. and I think you yeah. the fact that you can go down the line not mention or mention a person and exactly what they do, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of people might have teams, and it's like, in theory, someone is supposed to do something, mm-hmm. but are they actually doing it, right? And so you did mention one thing earlier where tech is something that you're also looking to try to bridge yeah. and marriage with the sports world. Yeah. And me and my guy, we had a conversation, long conversation last night about that mm-hmm. in terms of how can we bridge that gap between sports and tech For sure. and then make it appealing to the youth, For right? Sure. Um, yeah. Do you – do you? Ha- I, don't, I mean, I'm asking you because I don't really yeah. know what the hell we can do with that, but uh, what would that look like? For you, I guess. Um, or how would you describe that? Because I haven't seen it yet. Well, well I, to, to make it merge to the youth is, is, is an interesting thing, and, and that will be, you know, giving up some creative juice. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I can speak to some of it high level. But yeah. yeah. Um, initially, when I think about sports and tech is, I mean, you see it now, right? So take a look at, like, the NFL, right? You take AWS uh, Next Gen, right? Eli Manning is throwing a pass to Odell Beckham. And there's a 46% chance that he's going to complete this pass. The ball is moving 22 miles an hour. Odell Beckham is running X amount of mm-hmm. miles per hour. Mm-hmm. All that is technology and data is being basically presented yeah. for us as a consumer to look at. And so that's one way that tech and sports is infusing, right? So for me, when I take a look at those type of opportunities, maybe an idea that I might have is say, okay, in an offseason, Brad, Jordan, Anthony, Clinton, Ben, Willie, whoever, they might – be training and they'll be spending X amount of hours on, you know, their craft, right? Mm-hmm. And then by spending X amount of hours on their craft, what technology can we implement for them to basically share better training opportunities, mm. right? There so um, let's say if it's, um, you know, maximizing, um, you know, shots and being able to understand your sweet spots and what technology is doing. So if it's shooting, you know, those areas, so you, yeah. th- you know, think of um, – What's the shot tracker, yeah. right? That's another way that, you know, okay. um, uh, technology and sports are kind yeah. of infusing. And that's from yeah. a, uh, a more of a product and more of a, like, kind of a service deal. But then you also think of tech being, like, esports, right? And so you think of, like, the NBA right now has developed a whole entire league of 
I'm not saying this in a demeaning fashion, but nerds that play video games, yeah. and it's like a multi-billion-dollar industry, yeah. right? Yeah. And like everybody is playing in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if I knew what I knew now, back when I was younger, I would have stayed in the house and played 2K there you <laughs> instead go. of yeah, getting real. out the house when my yeah. parents told me to. But yeah. Thinking of like how much is is infused in that, and then think of all the opportunity that esports and tech yeah. and and sports is the actual like product of sport has to be able to infuse. Like yeah. that's more marketing opportunities. Yeah. that's more branding opportunities. Exactly. you know, et cetera. And so when you say exposing it to kids, is one thing that Rich, who I, who I pointed out earlier, that he did with uh, Malik Beasley, is he partnered with Microsoft mm. and Echo Fox, which is Rick Fox's. Um, uh, esports company, okay, and he did a whole camp that basically showcased what it is that Malik does, who plays for the Nuggets right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they're winning. I don't know who has the score. I don't know, but uh, cool. whatever Malik Beasley is doing, like on the court, using that platform and influence that he has to tell kids that, hey, cool, you want to be a basketball player? Okay, let's let's say that doesn't work. You know what? You can make a whole living doing esports mm. and there's multiple different ways that you can do it right mm. you can be a player you can be behind the company yeah you can partner with twitch and understanding how to you know stream and basically be exactly. a creator or exactly YouTube type thing like there's so many different it opens up so many that's, doors that's and giving that exposure yeah. like yeah. you said to be able to let kids know that that's available mm. and that's something i like to preach too like at, yeah. at one of the camps that really ran um you know everybody you know i want to be a basketball player i want to be a basketball player like there's so much more you yeah. can be outside of basketball play that still touches the game, yeah. right? Whether that be like me, like finding my first working opportunity, that was working with Miller Coors. Yeah. How many of y'all like watch a game and drink a beer at the same time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was working with the Super Bowl host committee that was you know, out in Minneapolis at the time. You yeah. know, I was you know, doing different things. They knew I was passionate about sport. Mm-hmm. I was taking clients, you know, bar owners and stuff, out to the Minnesota Viking games yeah. and sitting in a suite. Like that's infusing the two still. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that you can use sport to basically, you know, produce that influence. And by producing products and then seeing that such and such is representing X and Y brand, yeah. you could be a part of the sports group that's helping go out to, you know, future those opportunities. That's real. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Like, when you first started yeah. explaining that, I was like, damn, if I was a kid, right? now, <laughs> you know, like, if, if whatever sports don't work out for me, I'd right. be like, damn, all right, I might want to get behind, like, the – like the stats or the sure. the the, te- the technology that's coming yeah. out right now, you know. So yeah. I think it's important to yeah, like really sure. preach that to the kids, man. Yeah, yeah. that's dope. No, I, I wanted to pick your brain on that because um, I think it's important, man. I think we need to find ways to um, show the variety that exists within the sports. I mean, yeah. and, and you're seeing it now. Though, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Is, which is the fact that like saying. the fact like Kobe Bryant won an Oscar, right? A year out of retirement, a year out of retirement. You see LeBron having. Too, media too many things yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about how that's affecting the team. The Lakers, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, but, yeah, man, I think it's important, though, man. I yeah. think it's important to, to shed light on, on what's, what's, what's possible, man. Right, and I yeah. think I think seeing it is, yeah. is, is half the battle, right? Yeah. And then, you know, after the, the next battle is some of the other things that you can change that can, you know, maybe, you know, equalize, you know, school systems so they don't have opportunities and resources to be able to dive into some of these things. But, I mean, like you said, like, LeBron, like, let's just use him as a token. Yeah. Like, what he's doing with the I Promise School and being able to yeah. show what's possible. Major. And giving him, like, I don't know if you guys saw the report that came out with the yeah. test scores. Yeah, like, yeah. Crazy. that was crazy. Like, to that show that all you need is a is a hand and a light to show you that you can do something. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you become. But, like, those people feel like, you know, these folks are going to be left behind. Yeah. Like, nah. And, and honestly, the data is out there. Right. It's just sometimes it takes someone like him right. to shed light on it and then we pay attention. Right. right. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for what you're doing with the platform you have as well. Yeah. Um, 
Now, we always want to give you a chance to talk to some things that you got coming down the pipeline. I know you, you know, kind of keep it under wraps here and yeah. there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, if there are some things that you do want to announce or share that, you know, are coming up, please feel free to, you know, let us know. Let the people know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I mentioned earlier the, the Uninterrupted Project, yeah. um, which is uh, going to be cool. We're hopefully looking to partner with them uh, yeah. on a few other concepts as well. Okay. Um, Jordan's a sneakerhead. Okay. Uh, so expect to see something circling around. Yeah. Sneakers. She's going to have her own shoe. <laughs> hey, hopefully, you know what I mean. Why like, not? Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, so you know, look to see something around. Um, you know, kind of the sneaker space. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also gonna look to kind of get her blood out into the community as well. Yeah, now man. She's kind of comfortable in her shell out here in Seattle. Yeah. Um, you know, I think she wants to kind of take on some mentorship opportunities. Dope. Maybe take a, a local high schooler that's interested in playing um, and kind of get into the next level and kind of being that mentor for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of on the Jordan piece. Uh, Willie, we're kind of focusing on getting him healthy. Okay. Um, so right now he's rehabbing from a soldier, shoulder in, injury. Okay. Uh, but hopefully he can kind of get himself back into um, uh, back into the league this year. That yeah. would be great. Um, uh, so that's kind of our main focus with him. Uh, Brad, he's coming off a great season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, damn near was was a uh, Pro Bowler. Pro Bowler. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, was listed as alternate. Um, so I think he's looking to kind of just double down on that s- season that he had yeah. and then hopefully some opportunities kind of come in the pipeline for him for us to kind of explore some of the passions, but he's more interested in less of the social stuff, uh, more of, you know, business ventures and investing. So a lot of that stuff yeah. probably be more so behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I um, bet you love hearing that when, when you're, when your athletes come to you with, you know, interests uh, and things uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. helps yeah. me navigate yeah. conversations yeah. and what I want to do for you. Cause I have my own ideas. Yeah, but exactly. If you come to me with things, it, it's, it's that much better. Um, and then, you know, personally from a bar in itself, uh, we have a couple of series that we're, that we're shopping right now okay. uh, with different companies that are going to include some, some cool brands. Okay. Um, and so once we kind of get all those things signed off on and get that distribution yeah. uh, partner out the gate, uh, you'll see kind of all those things pipeline and our athletes will be starting in all those series. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's dope. He's so, working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want people to miss it. So like, where could people follow bar or like, you know, get like updates, follow yeah, you. you yeah. Know, yeah. So, media. um, uh, you can follow what bar is doing on, on Instagram at bar digital. Mm-hmm. That's bar digital. One mm-hmm. word. Um, my personal is the man BG T H E M A N B G. Um, and then, uh, we have Facebook and YouTube pages as well. Okay. Uh, Jordan has her own YouTube page. Um, Jordan Canada, mm-hmm. and then uh, Bar Digital is Bar Digital. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's kind of where you can get us. Cool, on social. cool. We'll have we'll have we'll have, we'll have, we'll have yeah. it we'll have it listed up here too as for well. Sure. Um, now I always ask this question for all our guests, um, you know, before they dip out of here, but um, and it's something that can kind of sum up, you know, what we discussed, and it'll also kind of help cast ahead what you know all the great work I know you're going to be doing. Um, so if you can, my brother, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? One word. Yeah, you, you can, could, you can you explain could, like explain it, it though. Um, dream. Uh, for me, uh, slight plug. Um, also with a friend of mine, uh, I have a an athletic apparel company uh, called Somnium, which is its meaning is dream, mm. but it, it bridged from this idea of the dreams we had as kids. Um, but I would say dream, man. Like you can't go get what you don't see, right? But you can visualize it. Mm. And once you visualize it, biz, I can't say it, but once you like see it <laughs> right, yeah. and put it out there into the atmosphere, yeah. then what you can do is work backwards to find ways to achieve it, mm. right? And so if I want to put on 10 pounds, right, what I can do is put the goal out there, put the dream out there, right? 
and then I work backwards to say how to gain weight. Mm. Okay, you got to take protein shakes. You got to eat. You got to do this, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so basically it allows you to basically map out your dream, mm-hmm. match up your goal, and then you have the power to go mm-hmm. make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously you got to pray or do whatever it is that you do. Yeah. But for me, like everything that I've ever wanted to do, like I said, like, yo, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And like I don't say it like to be cocky or arrogant, but yeah. it's like Just to say that's it, what yeah. I do. Like to, to make sure that it's happening. So if I want that job, like yo, I'm gonna go get it. Mm-hmm. If I want to go get that client, yo, I'm gonna meet LeBron. One yeah, yeah. But you're speaking a, into existence. Right, right. Yeah. I swear to and God, I believe in that, <laughs> that shit right? works. Yeah, that shit works. Yeah. So you gotta work though. Yeah, you gotta yeah, do the work. Definitely but, gotta work. I mean, the power of, of of speaking things into existence, I think, is literally like what's brought me to where I am. Like mm-hmm. in addition to you know God writing this story for mm-hmm. me and, mm-hmm. and my parents and, mm-hmm. and my village and, and the privilege that I've had. But I think that my determination and, and go get and let's let's make it happen yeah. has has literally um, you know kind of shaped everything that I'm I'm doing and I mm-hmm. and I want to do yeah uh, and I'm and I'm looking to accomplish so hell yeah you know, speaking out that in existence we gonna we gonna do that with you Mav yeah you know yeah man? let them know man. Yeah. Ron, I want to do that movie <laughs> yeah. with you I mean you know yeah. it's crazy <laughs> hey man people people are more accessible than we think nowadays yeah. man nah for sure yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. so LeBron if you hear that man. Pull up. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, so, I mean, everything that we want to go get, just, just say yeah. it and go make it happen. Yeah, man, you got to speak it yes, into sir. existence, man. For sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's real. You got anything else you want to? Yeah, man, you know? <laughs> What's the score of that Portland game? Yeah, man. Oh, Who won? Yeah. Portland, Portland won. All right. Well, well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that game's over, and this episode's almost over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, yeah, man, Bobby, thank you for pulling up, man. Yeah, uh, sure. We appreciate you for coming through. We obviously appreciate all the work you're doing, yeah. um, not just with the athletes that you work with, not just for yourself, but also building a platform such as Bar. Um, and, you know, we're excited to we're excited to see where it's going to go. We also, you know, we're always going to be here to support in whatever way we can. For sure. Um, yeah, with that being said, I think it's safe to say BG, Bobby yeah. Gay, is officially a member of the Up and Up. Can we get a, yeah. a round of applause for my guy? Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up. <laughs>